You're listening to the Sojourner Podcast, a podcast from Sojourner Church in Concord, North Carolina. If you'd like a little bit more information about Sojourner, visit www.sojourner.church. All right, my friends, let's go ahead and dive into this week's message. share button because you have hundreds maybe even thousands of friends and you never know that there's somebody very scared today and they need the hope of Christ that solid rock that we stand and so literally all you have to do right now is literally just press that share button and that share button it goes out to hundreds and maybe even thousands and then maximize that by how many other people are watching today tens of thousands of people could watch today grab hope because of this incredible opportunity that we have. It's a very scary opportunity, but it's an opportunity nonetheless. And I was reminded when I was preparing this message today about what two preachers said at Sojo the last two weeks before we came to this opportunity today. And I remember Jeff Moody, he said this one statement. He said that we need to turn the lights on. That we have an incredibly dark world. This is before this coronavirus hit us. That we need to turn the lights on. And then Dan, at our one-year anniversary, said last week that we are called to be salt and we are called to be light. And so we have this incredible opportunity to turn the lights on, to be salt and to be light, to turn fear into faith and show people that through Christ we have this solid rock that we can stand on. And I know that people are asking questions like this. They're asking, like, what is going on? Why is this happening? God, where are you? All these questions are being asked, and what am I to do in response to this? And so simply, when you ask the question, what is going on? I think nobody really knows. Nobody understands whether we should take this as seriously as everybody's saying, or we should not. We listen to the media, and we have all this fear that's surrounding what's going on. We don't know what's going on. And it reminds us, That we are not in control. Guys, for so long in America, we felt like we could control our own destinies. And in this one unique opportunity, this obstacle, just like 9-11, reminds us that we are not in control. In a blink of an eye, our lives can be changed. And that is why we need Jesus. Because he is the one who is in control. And it reminds me of that question, that same question, where's God? And for 72 hours, I know that this question is being asked, and, and I've been asking the Lord, like, what's a verse that I can use to express where you are in this? And I was reminded of John chapter 16, verse 33. After Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross, he's getting ready to leave his circle of friendship his comfort zone, so that he can stand in my place, so that he can stand in your place. And he says this incredible verse in John chapter 16, verse 33. He says, I have told you these things. Talking about all the teaching that he's given him, 
all the preparedness about what is getting ready to come. I have told you all of these things so that you may have peace. And, and in this moment, it's so foreign to think that we can have peace. But guys, through Christ, we can have peace. He is the solid rock that we stand upon. He is our cornerstone. He is the only one that can see into the future. He says, I've told you these things so that you can have peace. He says, you will have suffering in this world. And we feel it. We don't know if we should leave our house. We don't know if we can take our kids to the schoolhouse. We don't know if I touch somebody's arm or if I hear them cough or if I ride an airplane, what's going to happen to me? And this isn't just localized to one community. It's not localized to one city. This is global. You will have suffering, Jesus says. And that's why we call this church sojourner. Because we're travelers. This world is not our home. And because this world is not our home, we have something different that we could offer to the world. And it's what Jesus gave to us. You know, we say it all the time, discover life, discover purpose, but discover peace. And today, more than any other day, wait, how to shine your light is to shine the peace that we have in Christ. And if you don't have that peace in Christ, let me be the first one to say that he can take a drug dealer into a hope dealer. He can take a nobody like me. And turn him into somebody who tells everybody about Jesus. About the hope that I have. This peace that I have. He says take heart. You'll have suffering. But take heart. For I have overcome the world. Hear this phrase again. I have told you these things so that you may have peace. We're streaming live today so that you can have peace, not in me, not in yourself, because you're not in control. I'm not in control. I don't know what's going to happen to this region. But Jesus is in control. I have a light that I want to shine because of what he's done in me. And I'm imploring all of us as believers today to express our faith today, not our fear. That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that I have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So when I'm at the grocery store and somebody's grabbing the Purell from the cashier, I can stand back and say, you know what, I don't have to do that. God's going to take care of me. God's going to take care of my family. And I'm here to say as sojourners together, if you have a need, let us know. As the church, we're called to help one another. So please, please let us know how we can help you, how we can pray for you. Jesus says, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but take heart. I have overcome this world. I have peace because I have perspective in his power. I have peace 
because I have perspective in who's in control. And it reminds me of a promise. Paul pens these words in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that we know. He's talking to this believer's church in Rome thousands of years ago. And he pens these words, we know. We are the believers. We know. We are assured that all things Not some things, not 99.99 things, 100% of things work together for the good. Guys, good can happen out of this. Revival can happen out of this. But we have to express faith over fear. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Do you love God today? Express your faith. Show the world how to live. Maybe the last question is this, is how do I respond today? What do I do? Do I leave my house? Do I never leave my house? What do I do? What do I do? How do I respond? The first thing I would say is be smart. You know, the phrase that they're using is flatten the curve. That's why we're not having church today. To flat, like live in person. We're trying to flatten the curve so that our hospitals don't get overwhelmed and overruled. Flatten the curve. Be smart. Social distance. Don't give handshakes. Give give, uh, elbow bumps. Be smart. That's one way that you can respond today. Be wise. Submit to our government. If they tell us to stay in our homes, maybe we should. Be wise. If it's bad to gather, to continue to gather, we will think of other ways to continue to make sure that we are together, online Bible studies, other things that we can do to gather together, to keep connected because we still need one another, but be wise. And the last thing is to shine our light. Faith over fear. God's given me a spirit of power, love, and sound mind, not of fear. And this is how we can do that. Pick up your phone and call somebody and ask them how they're doing and offer to pray for them. Send a text message to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and say, how are you doing? I'm praying for you. Write a tweet. Send a DM. Send a message on Facebook. Let one another know that we're thinking of each other. Even though we can't physically hug one another, we can still care for one another. This month at Sojo, we were supposed to be blessing boxes, bring all of our food together. As soon as this service is over with, we're going to display all the addresses of of all the food boxes. I want to challenge the sojourners to take food and put it in the blessing boxes and take pictures of it that you did it. Let's still do the mission that God had asked us to do to go help people in need with food because the the grocery stores are getting bare today. Call somebody. Send somebody a message. Let's give of ourselves. And the last thing I'll say, shine a light. I know it's scary. But church, we need us to still give as a church because there are needs in our congregation 
families that are going to lose their jobs, people that won't have food. And we as the church need to be ready to still meet that need. So I ask you to still give so that we can be ready to meet those needs. You can go to our website and give right there. God has not given us a spirit of fear. We have this unique opportunity to shine light in dark places. And if you're viewing with us today and you're looking for hope, then look no further. Not to this man at this pulpit, but to the one that this man represents. To Jesus. The author, the finisher of our faith. If you're scared today, he can give us hope. If you need life today, he is the author of life. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He is the one who sits on high and watches over all of us. I ask you to do what I did many, many years ago. And place your faith and place your trust in this Jesus to Build your life around him. To give him your entirety so that he can show you what life is all about. Let's pray. Father, I pray in Jesus' name for our world. We need you. say that you are the author of peace. You're the prince of peace. And I'm begging for all of the fellow sojourners to place their faith and place their trust not in their bank accounts today, not in their, their fortified homes, not in the amount of food that they have or, or do not have, but to place their trust in the one who was before Corona during Corona and way after Corona, your son Jesus, for you so loved the world that you gave your son that everyone could have everlasting life, that everyone could have everlasting peace, that in the midst of the storm, we can resolve ourselves to keep shining our light. Jesus is our answer. Jesus is our hope in dark times. And as this world turns to faith because of this crisis, let us be ready to offer an answer that we have in Christ, not in how much money I have or do not have or how much food I have or how big my house is, but how big my faith is. Thank you.